Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to episode 124 of the Retire with Confidence podcast. My name is Nick Hopwood. And I'm Jim Pilot. And today we're talking about real estate evictions. But before we get into that, let's talk about summer. We've kind of taken a month <laughs> off. Yeah. It's been good. Found, a, found, a, found an excuse to make, take a couple trips. Yeah. Went down and explored the Hocking Hills area in uh, Ohio. Mm-hmm. It was not bad. Unique area, really cool, cool uh, hiking trails and, and so forth. How about nice. you? Uh, well, spent a lot of time at the lake um, and we took a, we went up north to Boyne for a week. And then last week I was actually in Tennessee on a houseboat trip. So that was a lot of fun. Wow, Have you cool. ever been on a houseboat trip? No. You gotta do it. It's good? Yeah. Does the boat move? Yeah, as much as you'd like. But I mean, you're not f- taking a cruise down the river, are you? Well, we did. Oh, you did? We okay. did. Uh, and then you find a place to park. Uh, and then you can move it again the next day if you want. So we, we parked in two different spots. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, it's a hassle to move it. Yeah. You just get tied up in it. The second spot we fell in love with, so we stayed. Okay. For three nights in that one spot. And we had a beautiful view and sunset, and mm-hmm. it was great. Oh, cool. So that was a lot of fun down in Tennessee on the houseboat. Very unique idea. Yeah. Sounds yeah, They like flooded fun. the mountains, the Tennessee Valley Authority, and they did it like 80 years ago, mm-hmm. the Army Corps of Engineers, and there's a dam that generates electricity, mm-hmm. and on one side of the lake, it's a lake basically now, mm-hmm. on one side of the lake is prop- private property, people put up nice homes and mm-hmm. beautiful, and it's in the mountains, mm-hmm. okay? And then on the other side, it's all protected land, so there's it's all wild. Very neat. Yep, very neat. Very cool, I like it. So as I was driving back from Tennessee, I got some bad news. Uh-oh. With respect to real estate evictions. So yeah. some, some background history here. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, you know that one of my investment decisions that we made a long time ago was to purchase real estate rentals mm-hmm. to diversify away from the stock market. The, the thinking is that I witnessed my in-laws having good success mm-hmm. with real estate. And you know my portfolio is tied to the stock market. My income is mm-hmm. somewhat tied to the stock market. The value of the business is somewhat tied to the stock market. Right. So how can we diversify? Mm-hmm. So rental real estate is a good way to go. Yeah, something completely different than market-related. Yeah, usually a very low correlation, except for in 2008. That was was pretty bad. Mm -hmm. But that's usually like once in a hundred year phenomenon. Right. Right. (laughs) So uh, over the years, we've acquired, you know, another property like every year kind of deal. So now we have 25 rentals. Mm -hmm. All right. And now, right, we're, we're kind of playing under new rules right now. So last year in March, March 2020, COVID. Yeah, I started to get really worried as everyone was forced out of work. Absolutely. How are, how are these guys gonna pay their rent, mm-hmm. right? It's a legitimate concern. So I actually reached out to all these people 
and I asked them, you know, are you still working? You know, and some people were out of work. Some people were essential, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for the most part, I had no problems, okay? Which was fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Everyone was paying their rent. Um, but what ultimately what we've seen, you know, more of a broad scale is people were forced out of work mm -hmm. and then the government came in and said, we realize that we've forced your company to stop, which means that you can't get a paycheck. So we're going to put things in place to try and uh, replace that income, mm -hmm. right? What were the things that the government did? Yeah, I mean, there were stimulus checks, they unemployed Multiple rounds of stimulus checks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, expanded unemployment benefits. Yeah. Which is still an issue today. Right. Okay. There's child tax credits yeah. are in place. Mm -hmm. So PPP stuff. So PPP was like if people so the company had the money so to they keep, keep paying the to protect the paycheck, yeah. right? Yeah. That was what it was. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all these things were put into place to give people their money so they can live, so they can pay rent, so they can pay their mortgage, so they can eat, mm -hmm. right? So they can whatever, okay? And one of the other things was the eviction moratorium, right? Mm -hmm. So the government realizes if we take away your opportunity to make a living, we realize you might not be able to pay rent, which is interesting because they gave you all these other monies, <laughs> yeah. right? Sure. So then if the landlord isn't getting paid the rent, who, who helps that person? Well, mm -hmm. there is a program. They set aside 49 billion of the CARES Act to be designated for missed rent to the landlord. Mm -hmm. So that was like last April. Here we are in August 21, you know, a year and a half later, and they're only, they only paid out three billion to the landlords. So there's a really there's a problem oh, right three there. Three out of forty nine million, or three out of forty nine billion, huh? Exactly. So hmm. that's weird, right? Mm -hmm. So then uh, July uh, June thirtieth comes up. And there, that was the end of the eviction moratorium. Well, the CDC extended it for a month. It went to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court said, "That's okay, but going forward, you know, let it's not constitutional, right?" Mm -hmm. So then, July thirty-first. This is last week. Okay, the moratorium expires again. Okay. Uh, that was like Saturday, Saturday or Sunday. So on the first, that was mon Monday or Tuesday, uh, it was evictions are back, mm -hmm. okay? On Wednesday, President Biden said, that he was asked about it and he said, well, I've had our lawyers look at, you know, how we can extend it and we don't think that we can. We think that it's unconstitutional, right? Mm -hmm. Which is what we learned from the Supreme Court prior right. month. Right. Well, the next day on Thursday, they came out and said, we're extending the eviction moratorium until October 3rd for uh, hotspots, which they've designated as 90% of the country, hmm. right? Here okay. included, mm -hmm. even though you look at the stats and everything and everyone is back to work. We just had 900 and some thousand jobs created in last month. Mm -hmm. Everywhere you look, help wanted signs. Help right? wanted. Yeah, Everywhere you look. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we still have the continued unemployment checks going out. Okay. And as a result, people are not working. It's still happening. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
many states have said we're shutting down the unemployment extra benefits mm-hmm. because they realize that business is can't operate and services can't be provided. My trash hasn't been picked up in two weeks. Yeah, there's trash everywhere <laughs> along the edge of the streets. It's really ridiculous. Yeah, okay. that's a tough one. I know. I mean, a lot of the restaurants in any place you go, the the waits are long, the service is, is slower than new, normal. So there's you can see that ripple effect in a lot of areas. Right. When we were driving down to Tennessee, we stopped in Ohio for lunch, and um, I can't remember what the sign said, but uh, it was plain on the effect. I should have taken a picture of it, mm-hmm. but it was a joke about the fact that we can't get anyone hired, so please be nice to your waitress mm-hmm. or a waiter, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just unbelievable, you know? Yeah. All right, so here's what what was upsetting to me, okay? As a landlord, I'm sharing real life, authentic, genuine stories mm-hmm. here about how I can see both views, right? Mm-hmm. From the tenant and the landlord and the government, right? And the lawyers, I'm able to s- take a step back and objectively look at, look at everything. Okay, mm-hmm. I have 25 rentals, 24 are paid, okay? That's great. Right, so there's one problem, just out of 25. Mm-hmm. And this person hasn't paid since like May. Maybe, no, maybe since March, okay? So at this point, we're talking about like six, seven, eight thousand dollars in missed rent, mm-hmm. okay? I know this person, uh, They've been a tenant for a few years, okay? And this person, uh, when I, I was actually, as a financial planner, talking to these people last year saying, are you getting the PPP? Are you getting the stimulus checks? Are you getting this and that, right? Mm-hmm. And there's always an excuse why I'm not getting these benefits. So there's a trustworthy issue because mm-hmm. you either, you qualify for many of them, everyone qualifies for some of them. You know, mm-hmm. there's not anyone who just got zero, mm-hmm. right? And that's what this person is telling me. Uh, and so I know that there's a problem, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the person actually paid up, you know, for through the hard parts of the pandemic, okay? But now at this point, right, I am paying to mow the lawn. Mm-hmm. I'm paying the water bill. Mm-hmm. I'm paying the tax bill, mm-hmm. okay? And there's no money coming into me to pay those, and there's no punishment associated with not paying. Okay, mm-hmm. so now the eviction moratorium ends, and my lawyer on Monday files for eviction in the district court. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I have to pay a filing fee. I have to pay the lawyer. I have to pay all these overnight fees. Okay, so it's probably like three hundred bucks. And then on Thursday, they say, oh, we're extending to October 3rd. <laughs> so not only do I miss out on August and September, but I got to pay hundreds of dollars to the lawyers. It's a sunk cost, mm-hmm. right? Now, October 3rd, let's think about this. Oh, wait, I also found out from the lawyer that in this district, there were over 150 evictions filed for, which is a re- like a world record, they said. Wow. Okay. So there's been some pent up demand for evictions mm-hmm. because 5% of the people are playing games, mm-hmm. okay? Um, there's probably some reasonable, some real situations, but they've been sheltered by this 
protection. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, so October 3rd, right, we file for eviction again. Well, if there's even more people filing at that time, <laughs> when is that court date going to come up? Yeah. Normally, you can get a court date like two or three weeks out, mm -hmm. and then the judge, if, if they judge, file a, a judgment with you, then they have 10 days to get out of there, and then if they're still there, you can call the sheriff. Okay. Well, if there's a, a record amount of eviction requests, how long are we going to be waiting? Mm -hmm. So there's October, under normal times, there's October is wasted again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So we're probably looking at October and November. Mm -hmm. And then what do people do when they get evicted? Right. They trash the place. Mm-hmm. Because they're mad. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm going to lose like $12,000, mm -hmm. you know, I'm probably going to have to like do some major property damage repair. Okay. Yeah. So there's one other key twist. Okay. And I'm sharing this because this is just, you know, uh, something that you, if you have a rental, you might learn about. If you, maybe you're in the same position as me. My lease with this person ends on September 15th, mm -hmm. okay? So on September 16th, I can file for eviction because it's my house and I want it back. The mm -hmm. lease is what's protecting the them. The lease expired, yeah. Yep. The lease protects them under this contract of you pay this and you get that, and it, if you're not paying, that's normally the way that you get them out, but they're protected with the moratorium. Mm -hmm. But if it's my house and I want it back, then that's not protected, mm -hmm. okay? So we're gonna get them out on September 15th, mm -hmm. and that should be a low period of demand. Right, because you're kinda in the middle. Because everyone else is all <laughs> still under the moratorium, Yeah. okay? So I even told this person several months ago, I don't even want the money. I just want you out. Mm -hmm. So I said, if you just move out, I will not come after you for the back charges. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I'm a, I'm a jerk for saying that. <laughs> I'm like, look, just go. Mm -hmm. And I won't come after you. Yeah. Like, save up your money and don't pay me and just go. Mm -hmm. Is that a jerk move? <laughs> <laughs> no, it seemed like, you know, trying to, trying to extend a hand to be helpful however you can. I think that's maybe one of the takeaways. I mean, you can look at this from two sides. One is the rent, you know, the, is the um, the owner, right? The one who's doing the renting and, and lessons learned there. But on the other side of it, if you were the one renting and you were find yourself in a bad spot, you know, there's got to be opportunity to, you know, communicate with the landlord and work to solutions instead of just right. trying to remain quiet and hope it goes away, hope it goes away, hope it goes away. You're 100% yeah. right because once someone's late and then they're not responding to texts and calls, mm -hmm. then I immediately know that something's wrong. Right. When I think you And I'm totally willing to talk it through. Yeah. When when right, when you've shown that you're willing to to work through the situation because nobody, you know, you don't want to be that guy that just throws innocent people out on the streets, Correct. right? You want to work through it, but if but if people aren't willing to have those conversations into to take the steps necessary to uh, to be open with the situation, it doesn't leave a lot of options. I think that you said that really well. So this is, you can chalk this up as a reason not to be a real estate investor, uh, but by, by large evidence over the last, you know, 15 years, mm -hmm. even when you have something like this that comes up, generally it's, it's a good strategy, it's mm -hmm. good, it's very successful. Properties are all up. The yeah. rents are all up. 
know, the, the tenant, I'll remind you, the tenant pays off the mortgage for you. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing it right, 10 or 15 years, yeah. okay? And so if you're starting when you're 30, you can start having a real pension in your 40s. Mm-hmm. If you start when you're 40, a real pension in your 50s. You can even start when you're 50. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's why this is conversation's helpful is because we do talk to people about rental real estate and diversifying mm-hmm. income, and it's that doesn't mean it's always perfect, right? It doesn't mean mm-hmm. it always is going to work exactly as you draw it up and think it should work. Sometimes there's bumps in the road like this, but that doesn't mean it's a bad idea. That just means you know you need to figure out how to navigate those challenges. And I got one one other story from last year that I don't think we've talked about yet. This is another ho- real estate <coughs> rental horror story. Mm-hmm. This this guy owed a couple months and. He said, look, I'm getting this big tax refund and you know, I'll just, I'll get you up to, I'll get you all caught up at that point and mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll be all set. And I said, well, I wanna see evidence of this. You know, mm-hmm. show me your H&R block, whatever, mm-hmm. right? So he took a picture of the refund and it, it all looked great. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cause I had a judgment. Okay, mm-hmm. I had the judgment that they had to leave and he's like, just give me two more weeks and it's the, the refund will be here, you know? Mm-hmm. So he lied. He bought the two weeks with the refund mm-hmm. and then left in the <laughs> middle of the night, trashed mm-hmm. the place, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and it, I waited two weeks not realizing that he wasn't there, mm-hmm. you know? And then I had to call Chuck with a, with a garbage, <laughs> a dumpster, like a huge dumpster wow. to go clean it out. Yeah. And I could have been cleaning it out, you know, yeah, during sooner, that time, right? sooner. Yeah. But two weeks, hey, if the rent's 1200 bucks, you lose two weeks, that's, that's 600 bucks right there. You yeah. know? So like these happen, these things happen. Yeah. And that's why some people will be like, oh, well I used to have a rental and never again, right? right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bad experiences can come from a lot of different areas and right. uh, it doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad idea or it should completely deter yeah. you. Still a good pension. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think that uh, my, my sad song is over here, okay? (laughs) So next week, we have a really exciting one. You don't wanna miss it. Smash the like button. Is that our new deal? There you go. Smash it, (laughs) is that what we say? That that really motivates. (laughs) Yeah, so if you're listening on the podcast, if you're listening, you can watch on YouTube and then click click like or click subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah, okay. Thanks everyone. That wraps up the Real Estate Evictions Podcast. You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.